Hey, this is Impressionist Jim Meskimen and uh, George W. Bush, too, not to mention Colonel Sanders and uh, Tommy Lee Jones. And I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome! It is another edition of On Screen and Beyond coming your way. This is episode 626 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. And this week, we have Jim Meskimen joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Now, he's going to be on a new show, or is on a new show, on Apple TV called The Big Door Prize. It is out now, and you can catch that. And uh, you've seen Jim in a lot of things. He uh, played Phil Donahue in Welcome to Chippendales on Netflix. And he's an impressionist, and you've seen him in commercials because he's been uh, George Washington and Colonel Sanders and all sorts of things. Jim's going to be joining us in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond, so I hope you're going to stick around for that. Also, wanted to give you an update on what's going on as far as Behind the Golden Curtain. Now, that is, of course, TV PopCon that is coming up in the uh, San Francisco area at the Rinda Theater in Rinda, California. So uh, you might want to check that out. Uh, it's happening on May 26th through the 28th at the Urinda Theater. And it's called Behind the Golden Curtain. And it's a tribute to the Golden Girls TV show with a lot of people who were involved with it uh, behind the scenes and also who were guest stars on the show. It's going to have a lot of things going on as far as panel discussions and trivia and all sorts of stuff. It's going to be a fun time. And uh, last year they did Land of the Lost. This time it is the Golden Girls. And some of the guests that are going to be there, Terry Hughes, the director who did, uh, I don't know, I think he did 100 or something like that episodes of the show. And also some of the guest stars who were on the show, uh, including Bonnie Bartlett, who was just a guest here at On Screen and Beyond a, sh- a couple of uh, a month or so ago. And uh, she's going to be there because she was a guest star on The Golden Girls. Also, uh, Jerry Harden, he was uh, a guest on the show. Uh, you know him probably best from his, um, his character of uh, Deep Throat on the X-Files, and also uh, Robert Picardo is going to be there, another guest who has been here recently on On Screen and Beyond. Uh, Sondra Curry is going to be there. She's uh, one of the mothers in all of the uh, Hangover movies. And uh, Ronnie Shell and a whole lot of other people. Ronnie Shell, of course, has been a guest here at On Screen and Beyond, was on Gomer Pyle and uh, all sorts of other things, too. So uh, he was a great guest here, and he's going to be there. So it's going to be a lot of, and there's more people, too. I just, I'm just giving you a few of the people. So uh, be sure to check that out. And uh, if you want more information, you can go to BehindTheGoldenCurtain.com, and you can see uh, you know all the information about it, all the people, all the guest stars, because there's a lot of the, the writers are going to be there, the producers, the directors, all it's just so much that's going to be going on. So be sure to check that out. And be sure to like us on uh, Facebook or uh, Instagram. We're a lot uh, doing a lot of stuff on Instagram. That's usually the first place I put stuff up. 
And uh, also, of course, uh, on Twitter and just, you know, all the places, you know, if you can go on those things and, uh, you know, share it and all that sort of stuff it helps us out. And also, if you are picking up your version of On Screen and Beyond at one of the platforms, you know, like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're getting it, if you could leave us a nice review, that would be great. That would help us out. And also be sure to download. And if you get a chance, you'll subscribe. It doesn't cost anything to subscribe. It'll just give you immediately when we release the episode of On Screen and Beyond, you will get them right off. So that'll uh, you know save you the time of looking okay, or remembering, okay, i got to go find it, got to look at it, download it, and all that stuff. Just go ahead and subscribe. And like I said, it's free. It doesn't, we're not doing one of those charging things or anything. And you can turn around and uh, just get it immediately. So it saves a lot of time. And you can hear a lot of great guests here at On Screen and Beyond. 626 of them, in fact, with Jim Meskimen coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. So what do you say? Let's get into it. It is time for remakes, sequels, and prequels right here on On Screen and Beyond. Well, it looks like Stranger Things' Jamie Campbell Bauer will star in a remake of the 80s movie Switchboard. And James Gunn, well, he's still saying he has not decided on who will be the next Superman in Superman Legacy. So we'll keep listening and trying to find out when he's going to decide who's going to be doing that. And Leslie Uggams, well, she's going to join the cast of the next installment of Deadpool with Ryan Reynolds. And over at Universal, well, the 1956 classic monster movie, The Mole People, is heading for a remake. Now, they, if they start doing all those old sci-fi movies, uh, there, there were thousands of them made back then. They are going to be making a lot of remakes over the, <laughs> over the next few years, uh, or many years, if they go into that pile, because there's just a lot of stuff there. And the third installment of the animated Trolls film will hit theaters on November 17th, and it's called... Trolls band together. And that's it for Remake Madness and sequels and prequels. Next on Odd Screen and Beyond, let's find out what's coming away as far as upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, well, a biopic on the fitness guru Jack LaLanne is in the works. Remember Jack LaLanne? You know, he was a, you know, right up into his his old age before he passed. He he was just in great shape and uh, he was a uh, you know, quite quite the uh, fitness guru. So uh, they're going to be doing a movie on him. And Tony Danza will star in an indie comedy called Re-Election. And that goes into production in May. And it looks like Danny Trejo and Tobin Bell are part of the cast of the action horror film called The Curse of Wolf Mountain. And that is it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond... Movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hmm. 
Movies and TV on DVD and streaming, it looks like 80 for Brady will arrive on Paramount Plus on April 4th. And the Venture Brothers, the complete series, strolls onto DVD and digital with all 82 episodes on June 20th. And it looks like Tulsa King Season 1 will slam onto Blu-ray DVD on June 6th. Creed 3 is going to be punching its way onto DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K on May 23rd. May 16th, you can look for Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda in Moving On. And it arrives on May 16th on Blu-ray and DVD. And May 2nd, Supercell. It sweeps onto Blu-ray and DVD. And that's it for movies and TV on DVD and streaming. And next on On Screen or Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and entertainment time. Well, the night agent on Netflix is getting season two, and they announced that six days after it premiered. Now, if you haven't seen the night agent, it is a fantastic show. If you're into the, you know, the, the conspiracy and all that sort of stuff, it's, it's, it's really a good show. So if you, it's a thriller and you want to check that out, Omar Epps has joined the cast of Netflix, the perfect couple. Corbin Burnson, well, he is back, and he's going to have a recurring role on J.J. Abrams' HBO Max show, Duster. And Dancing With Myself on NBC has been canceled after just one season. And Star Trek is continuing. Star Trek Starfleet Academy gets the go-ahead on Paramount+. Plus. That's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to go into the mind of Jim Meskimen. His new show is The Big Door Prize. It's on Apple TV. And he was on Welcome to Chippendales, like I said earlier. And he's uh, all kinds of commercials. He's, he's an impressionist, and he is just amazing. you gotta got to hear this guy if you haven't seen him yet. And uh, we'll talk with Jim next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Our guest today on On Screen and Beyond has been seen on Welcome to Chippendales, Gaslit, Frost Nixon, Hunters, Apollo 13, and so many others, as well as appearing in commercials as Colonel Sanders and George Washington. He can also be seen on the new Apple TV series, The Big Door Prize. It's Jim Meskimen. Jim, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you so much, Brian. Jim, you know, I, I, I gave an idea of what you've done but that's just a little teeny piece of it because, you know, I look through your credits and, you know, you've been almost in everything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a, a big part of your uh, your staple of things that you've done is uh, animation. You've done a lot of voice work. Yeah, it, I really got my start doing voice work in uh, in New York City in the 80s where I was uh, came to town and uh, I did a lot of commercials and uh, a lot of a fair amount of animation there and uh, TV voiceovers. And, uh, and today I do, you know, you mentioned Colonel Sanders and I do Colonel Sanders uh, for the radio <laughs> and some TV voiceovers too for them. Uh, but I wind up also doing video games and audio books. So anything in front of a microphone, I'm very comfortable with, and I've done just about everything. Mm -hmm. Now I noticed a lot of the things that you've done also uh, when you're, 
in front of the camera, not behind the camera, uh, you know, behind the mic, but in front of the camera, is uh, they seem to have you do a lot of uh, actual people who have lived or are living or or are dead, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Uh, some actual people. Yeah, lately I've been doing some historical people. Uh, I uh, did uh, George Washington for Geico commercial a while ago. And that was a lot of fun. And then recently for Gaslit, I played uh, Senator Edward Gurney uh, with Julia Roberts and Sean Penn. And that was a real a real guy that existed. And then for uh, Welcome to Chippendales, I did uh, Phil Donahue. So he obviously was ubiquitous uh, and everywhere. <laughs> so. It does. It does happen sometimes. And then then other times they're just fictional characters, somebody's dad or a doctor. Or, you know, I'm a working actor. So I, I grew up in a, a household with a working actress, mom, mm-hmm. my mom, Marion Ross, who eventually became uh, quite a busy working actress. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I, for better or for worse, I, I took a page out of her book or tried to. And uh, I've been a, a working actor all 35 years now, which is shocking to me. But there you go. Wow. Yeah. So when you started out, what, when did you first start out being an actor or, or doing voices or whatever? You know, well, I kind of started late. It sort of hit me late how much it how much it meant to me uh, and, and where I thought my true destiny lay. So I didn't really start to pursue it avidly and, and determinatedly until I was in my early 20s, which mm-hmm. is kind of a late start for, for Hollywood people, particularly if you have any kind of family in the business. I, I kind of started late, although I was in an episode of Happy Days. Before oh, you I, Yeah, before I committed fully to being an actor, uh, my mom got me in. Uh, I, you know, I, I did plays and stuff, so I wasn't like a... Uh, a complete newbie, but uh, I was in the very famous episode where Fonzie jumps the shark, and I, I'm the kid on the beach that announces that, that, that there's a shark penned up out in the Pacific Ocean, <laughs> and later Fonzie jumps that shark, the jacket. Yeah, that's that. That is probably one of the more infamous episodes of, of the show. That's the right word. That's the right word. Infamous. Yeah. So, yeah. but but it was quite a while before I realized that I I wanted to go down that path. Prior to that, I thought I wanted to be a a cartoonist and then an illustrator and a fine artist. And I'm trained in all those fields, but uh, I found for my temperament and my you know my need to be among people. I, uh, I wanted to be an actor. Wow. Now, when you're doing uh, in front of the camera, uh, a mm-hmm. voice or even even, a, you know, for uh, animation or whatever, if you're doing a real person who lived or living, um, how long does it take? Do they well, I'm trying to think how we, <laughs> the the um, are they getting you because you do that voice or are they getting you because they know you can do a voice? Yeah, sometimes I have a track record. Like I've done uh, JFK many times for various uh, films and uh, video games and so forth. Uh, and other times, you know, I, I, auditioning is a big part of my life. It's the inhale, exhale of an actor's career. And uh, I'm exhaling a lot. And so I, I will attempt, you know, my if it's somebody I've never done before, you know, and they, someone says, can you do this voice? Or it's a new person that nobody's even heard of. And uh, can you have your, a stab at this? And I, I'll try it. And uh and then if I if I'm really uh, if they really are interested, then I'll really start to to polish it and hone in on it a little bit. But these days I mostly get hired again and again for the 
the few voices that I do just a little bit better than some of the other talented guys in this town. Like I do Robin Williams' voice for uh, the Blue Genie character for Disney every now and then. That's still, you know, every now and then they need it for some sort of application, a toy or a video game or something. And uh, like I said, JFK, and I do, I do a lot of the presidents from the 70s, the 60s and 70s, and they, they pop up now on these shows. Mm-hmm. I have done Richard Nixon many times for uh, uh, a few different kind of uh, dramas that are on TV that require uh, maybe their own little Watergate tape. <laughs> now, there are some people who are very distinctive, like like Nixon. Of course, is right. you know the way. Is are there some that you've done before that that were really you had to struggle to figure out you know what is it that makes this person different or does it just come to you naturally? You know, they're all different. It's all different assignments, and uh, some are easy. Some I've known all my life. Some I have in my head, like Colonel Sanders. I couldn't get him out of my head. I heard him all the time when I was a kid, and he did his own commercials. Like, oh come on, uh, but and and some. You know, you land on and you're like, gosh, I'm just I'm just barely holding this together. But, you know, the, also what what they require sometimes is not very much like you sometimes only have to do a line or two. Mm-hmm. Other times you have to do long speeches. So, you know, it's a it's a funny thing. It's a funny little niche market. And as I said, there's a bunch of talented people in Hollywood that do this kind of work. And and we're all kind of guys that probably guys and women, too, who basically are very interested in voices. We're interested in how people sound and how they express themselves, how they communicate. And, uh, you know, it's I, I think you, you wouldn't you wouldn't fall into a job like this if you weren't really interested in people and communication. You know, mm-hmm. you care less. But I, I you know, when I was a boy, I used to listen to talk radio more than rock and roll i i I would listen to people just talk about stuff because i loved the characters that you would hear Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well i've had um rich little on the show before and yeah uh, you know he he, he's gone over how he developed you know gets into the character and all that stuff and it's funny because even you i've seen videos of you too and you know it's almost like your faces become that person you know it's not just the voice it's it's your face sort of melds into it it's it's just incredible yeah i hear that all the time it's it's a funny thing uh but you you, it's an acting exercise right so you're trying to look at the world through that person's eyes and and become that person as much as possible and i don't know it's you know for, for particular voices you have to hold your face in a different way just to create that sound. Mm. And, and so I think Rich Little and, and myself and, and other impressionists wind up morphing a little bit because it, that's, it just, it's not like the morphing comes first and the voice comes later. It's, it's it all sort of happens at once. It's sort of like a package deal. Hmm. Wow. It's just incredible the way, you know, like I say, I see you do that and it's like, you know, Jeez, you, you you look like Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it, it helps that we that I already look a little bit like. Robin yeah, <laughs> and and Brian Cranston too. I also, I mean, these are guys that we have a very similar genetic background, so it doesn't take a lot of imagination to kind of push it over the edge. Who would you say is the toughest person that you've ever had to do? Well, that's that's a that's a very commonly asked question, and uh, you know, <laughs> I can understand. Why, why people, when they do interviews, want to know about 
your you know your biggest fails but uh to, to be honest it, it happens a lot i mean uh, you know the voice is so particular that um often i just you know i don't i can't hit certain things you know so a guy has a a deeper voice than i have or a higher voice than i have i'm sort of a mid-range voice and you know so for people like george w bush it's, it's pretty simple <laughs> it's a, a piece of piece of pie but um, once you start to get into voices where, you know, it's it's distinctive because it's so deep, like, I don't know, like Christopher Lee, for example. I know some people that do fantastic Christopher Lee, mm-hmm. but uh, and I can do aspects of it, but not, you know, I can do the accent and I can do some of the some of the phrasing and, and, and duplicate it that way. But to really sound accurately like that, that particular person, for instance, is just kind of out of reach for me. So yeah. I, I just try to specialize in the ones that I do well. And, and that I, I'm, you know, got a certain aptitude for, and I leave the ones that are really impossible to other talented people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But now uh, you were on America's uh, Got Talent, correct? That's right. That was back when I had talent. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 2013. 2013. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah already 10 years ago i can't believe it jeez uh, yeah i know i saw it because i watched the show but i you know I, like you say 10 years ago you know like yeah. i i have trouble going to mcdonald's and getting a you know remembering what i'm supposed to pick up you know <laughs> yeah, right right yeah that was quite an experience and i i got to do my impressions i you know i didn't have any big uh big design on on winning the contest and i know it's easy to say but i i, I didn't really i didn't i only i didn't i didn't even realize that the I could be on a show like that, but a producer contacted me and asked me if I wanted to be part of it. And uh, I said, yeah, as long as I don't have to go to too many of these big cattle calls, because that just looks miserable. Oh, yeah, and I can imagine. I'm already, I'm already a working actor, so it's like I, I don't want to step back down that, that uh, thorny path. But uh, I was able to sort of submit videos and so forth, and I wanted to perform at Radio City because that holds 6,000 people. And I thought that would be that would be really fun. And it was, it was fun. It was kind of nervy, but it was fun. Wow. So were you, you were doing your impression show? Well, no, I, I did a special, you know, you only have 90 seconds on America's Got Talent. Yes. Yes. It's a pretty tight, pretty tight 90 seconds. And you're trying to jam as much in there as possible. And you really have to work with the production and design an act that, that they think is nice and that you think is nice. And hopefully the audience will think is nice. And so I did, uh, uh, you know, a historical figure in the style of voices that were, were called out by the judges. I did Benjamin Franklin as done by George Clooney and uh, a bunch of other people, Jay Leno. And I forget all the people on the list, but it's on YouTube. You, you, you I rem- yeah, I, I think I remember that that episode now, I, now that I think about it. And you're mentioning that. Um, and, and now, was that predetermined of who they would tell you or were you just... Oh taking no, a chance. <laughs> no, they, they just, uh, and, and I'm, I'm very used to, I've studied improv a lot and I performed with an improv company for years in New York city. So I'm actually a little more comfortable with, uh, off the cuff stuff anyway. So that, that was sort of playing to my strength. Oh, okay. Wow. Huh. That, I mean, I would think, I mean, of course I don't do impressions. So, but I, I would think that, you know, you, you know, what if they come up with something that you just can't do, you know? <laughs> Well, they had a, I mean, there was a list. They, yeah, they definitely had my top, you know, 25 voices that oh, they could good. choose. 
but we didn't go, you know, because <laughs> no, I wouldn't trust them to just call out anybody. Right. <laughs> that, could get, that could get pretty ugly. Right. Simon Cowell, do Simon Cowell. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but uh, no, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's really neat the way you do those things. So I, I just, uh, you know, am amazed. Well, it's, it's acting. And I, I love the thing I love about acting and that a lot of actors do, I think, is that you get to become another person for a little while. And, and that's a, there's a marvelous freedom in that it's, you get to tell stories, you get to experience to some degree, you know, living a different life. And um, I think I think everybody can do it. You know, when we're kids, we do it sort of natively. Uh, but if, if you just you know, I, in my case, I as I said, I came to it kind of late, but it's been a way for me to support my family and to uh, uh, experience life and uh, have a profession at among, you know, the several things that I do. And uh, you know, I, I don't regret it at all. It's uh, and I look forward to more interesting challenges now i have a show launching this week uh, the big door prize yeah starring o'dowd and uh, you know i don't know if you know chris o'dowd he's a marvelous very very funny irish actor who has been in lots of great comedies and is a very charming fellow i have to say and uh, so i get to work with him a lot and i'm uh, actually play his father in the show so uh can you give us so any I'm very can you give us any more information about the show or is it still yeah, undercover? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, because you know, that it could be even more enticing if you know what the show is about. It's on Apple TV and it's called the big door prize. And it's about a, a very high tech fortune telling machine that lands just appears in this small town in a grocery store. And uh, it, it purports to tell people their true destiny by taking, you know, their their metrics and uh, palm print and other information, including their social security number. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it tells them what they should really what they're really meant to be doing in this life. And uh, the cards generally that pop out, the little cards that the people pay for, they generally don't reflect what the person's actually doing with their life. So a lot of people choose to make some big, big changes. And it's a very funny, interesting comedy fantasy show uh, from the, uh, one of the producers of Shit's Creek. Oh. So it's got a very, very dry, funny sense of humor. And uh, it's just a very interesting topic. And it's uh, been a real pleasure. We shot season one. And it's just starting to come out. We're already in the middle of season two. So it's obviously been uh, oh, somebody wow. like somebody likes it somewhere yeah wow that's that's great so you already got uh, renewed for that now we got, I'm, I'm sorry yeah we got renewed exactly i feel a great sense of renewal <laughs> so uh your character um you this is this recurring role right yes this is a recurring role and uh hopefully will grow to be uh even bigger than it is but it's you know it's right now it's a modest role but uh, yeah, I did about three episodes in season one, and I've done uh, an equal number in season two so far. Yeah, yeah. Well, the way the way I figure it, there's like they always say, there's no small role because look what happened with say Lenny and Squiggy. I mean, they they were a small role, and all of a sudden they were a major character in the show. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, I'm hoping for some of that Squiggy energy. <laughs> another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Kathy Garver, and you're listening to On Screen and Beyond. Now, do you have other projects in the... The works, I, I've noticed on IMDb that there's a there's a list of like 14, 13, 14 different shows that, uh, or movies that you're involved in. But I know sometimes those are, you know, you don't know. They're in pre-production, whether they happen or not. But there are there any that you can tell us about? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, stuff that's coming up. I've had an awful lot of stuff released uh, in the last month or so. Uh, uh, I'm on American Auto, also recurring on that show as the, as the head of the car company. And uh, I was on Young Sheldon. I did an episode of that that just came out. Also, Hunters, mm, the last nice. season, Hunters. So uh, you know, now I'm I'm I've got some kind of video game stuff that I can't really talk about. That's going to pop any day. Uh, I've done. I also do audio books still at home. In fact, I'm in my booth right now because it's the quietest place in the house. And uh, I, I I've got audio books coming out as well. Um, Gosh, what else? There's, you know, always something around the corner. Right. <laughs> and, and in my life, uh, the way it's been, and the, another thing that I just have gotten comfortable comfortable with over the years is that I'm a, I'm a kind of a freelancer, and I'm always looking for the next opportunity. And uh, whether it's animation or uh, films. Um, oh, there's a movie called Sweetwater that I've got a sweet little scene in. Sweetwater about the very first uh, signed NBA player, uh, African-American NBA player. Oh, yeah. And directed by Martin Geeky. And that's coming out in the middle of April. And, and that's I've got a wonderful scene with Kevin Pollack. And that stars Carrie Elwes and, uh, and Kevin Pollack and uh, some really terrific other players. So that's that's a that's a nice movie. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, now. Do you remember what your first actual role was on a show? Like a paying role? Yeah. Yeah. I do indeed. Well, I, I was the Happy Days. It was that Happy Days episode because I was 17 and I was uh, on the beach a couple of days shooting that show. And uh, I got to know, obviously, all the members of the uh, Happy Days cast, Ron and Anson Williams, who's now the mayor of Ojai, California. Oh, really? oh. Yeah, he's he was elected mayor of Ohio, and uh, Don Most, and uh, gosh, just everybody. And I've gone on to work with Ron Howard uh, on five of his films, and he's still a friend. So uh, I forget what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> what your first your first paid role was? Oh yeah, that was my first paying paying role. And then you know, but when I really committed to being a uh, an actor. Uh, I mean, that, that kind of, ha- that, that was kind of thrown to me. Really. Yeah. My mom, my mom, I don't know what she, what hoops she went through to get me that part, but the, <laughs> I still owe her for that. But, um, the first job that I got that I really was like, ah, yeah, this is a real grown up job now was on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I played his, uh, Western philosophy teacher who also did impressions, ah. uh, 
that's kind of why I why they uh, wrote that episode for me. And oh. uh, I had gone to I'd gone to high school with one of the producers and he had kept an eye on my career and what I was doing. And he said, hey, we've got this. Uh, we've got this episode we'd like to put you in. And that was my my first TV show. Uh, and, and I still get recognized for that more than I think anything else I've ever done. Really? Even it was 1994. I still, wow. I still recognize a lot of the times at the airport. I don't know why, <laughs> but the, the people that work at the airport say, are you an actor? Were you on the Fresh Prince? Wow. That's that. <laughs> and, and that was, well, what, 20, a long time, 30, ago. 30, 30 years, whatever. I don't know. 30, 30 ago, something like that. Yeah. It's just wow. about 30 years ago. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And it's nice. It balances out the discomfort of going through the security gate, you know, because <laughs> That's always so uncomfortable and awful. And then, but it's a little perk when someone says, Hey, are you, are you an actor? And they're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a little, that's a little something. Right. <laughs> huh. Well, Jim, I uh, want to finish up with one final question. And I want to remind everybody to be watching for you for uh, your new show and uh, mm-hmm. on Apple TV, which is called The Big Door Prize. Right. And, uh, you know, catch you on all the other things, you know, welcome to Chippendales and which was just great show. I like that one a lot. And, uh, but, uh, you know, everything else you've done. So, and keep, keep an eye out for Colonel Sanders, you know, and George Washington. <laughs> yeah. And I'm on TikTok and Instagram. I'm putting a lot of stuff on both those platforms right now and YouTube as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jim, the final question is yes. when you are sitting back and, you know, relaxing, watching TV, going to the movies, whatever, or watching movies on TV. What are your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what are your favorite movies now and of the past? Oh, gosh. You know, we saw, uh, we just saw a really nice movie, uh, Living with Bill Nye. And um, he was up for an Academy Award for that. And I think it was just terrific. It was a marvelous, um, very moving film. And uh, really about something as well, so it was very enjoyable on many levels. That's my Bill Nye impression. And uh, I tell you, uh, I love uh, Chris O'Dowd's other series that he did years ago in England called The IT Crowd. And if you haven't seen The IT Crowd, it's uh, I would scream with laughter when I watched it. And that's a rarity for a TV show. So Hmm. um, it's hard to make uh, a comedian laugh. I guess, I guess, I don't know. I was a very willing audience member. It was really super fun. And when I was a kid, you know what show I loved the best? I think when I, in my big TV watching days was Beretta. Beretta, yes. Beretta. (laughs) It's probably the corniest show. If you watched it today, you would probably just roll your eyes, but I I loved it. Well, that happens a lot when you watch these shows that, as a kid, you, you know, you just loved, and then you, then you look at it again and you say, what the heck? <laughs> well, you think that's what adult life is going to be. You know, you think, oh, that's what grownups are going to be like. And then you, you become a grownup for a decade or so. And you're like, oh man, this has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim, I, I thank you so much for taking the time to share with us and I wish you luck with all your, your new shows and, and everything else you got going on. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. And a big thank you going out to Jim Meskimen for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. And uh, Jim is is just so fascinating. And uh, like you say, if you get a chance, go to the Internet and, you know, just 
just go ahead and Google him, and you'll turn around and uh, get all kinds of his impressions. And he is just fantastic when he does. Robin Williams, I mean, he, he dead ringer for him. It, it sounds so much like him. And, uh, of course, that's why Disney uses him in all their things for uh, Aladdin that comes up where he needs the genie or anything like that. But uh, be sure to check it out. All of his impressions are great. And uh, we uh, want to catch him on the Big Door Prize on Apple TV. Be sure to check that out. Well, that's it. That's a wrap for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. We've got a lot of things going on. And uh, just a reminder once again about May 26th to the 28th at the Orinda Theater, Behind the Golden Curtain. Go to BehindTheGoldenCurtain.com for all the information on it. And that's it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. (laughs) 